Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. In this ongoing series on Employment Matters, we continue to focus on specific issues affecting businesses and organizations due to the pandemic, and we're always fortunate to have the chance to bring in our local ELA lawyers into the conversation. They're on the ground working in these jurisdictions, working daily with their clients to move them through these very difficult times. And as the virus continues to run its course across the globe, many countries are planning to go back to the traditional workplace, while others are still in lockdown and many are right in between. Recently, our members in Latin America published an excellent resource for clients, the COVID-19 FAQ for all of Latin America. If you haven't gotten a copy of that, please go to the ELA website at ela.law, go to our news and insight tab, then scroll down to the publications tab. There you can download a copy. This is an incredibly valuable resource. And while you're in that publications tab, feel free to look at other white papers and materials published by members around the world. In today's program, we have the opportunity to bring in one of our lawyers that helped author that white paper, Renato Canazeres, who's the employment partner from Demarest, our ELA member firm in Brazil. And we're going to ask Renato to bring us up to speed on the current situation in his country. Renato's joining us from his home in Sao Paulo with his son and family in the background, I'm sure. Renato, welcome to the program. Great to see you again, my friend. Hi, Pete. How are you? It's great to see you too. So when we had our other conversation, we got to really focus in on some of the things people were doing to manage the remote worker. We talked about the essential worker and where their role is, but now things are starting to move in other directions. Many businesses are starting to go back to work, but yet in many regions, and I know Brazil is no exception, the virus is still growing and still causing some great, great challenges there. So if you can, tell me what's new in Brazil regarding COVID-related legislation and how are they managing it? Well, Pete, specifically regarding the legislation, what we have now, we don't have anything new. We have a lot of discussions in our courts. What we have now is a lot of discussion on how to proceed and how to go back to the normality. So we have still a few states that have set a lockdown, so no one can go out on the streets. And we have other states, mostly in the South, that are already reopening and going back to normal. So they are reopening the commerce, they are reopening the malls, and everything else. But as I said, there's a, there's a lot of risk on this, in fact. And the main discussion that we have now among companies and the main doubt that companies have is what to do next. So they're looking for what other countries are doing because there is, there is a specific provision here in Brazil in discussion on whether an employee that gets the, the coronavirus at work would be the company's responsibility or not. And consequently, if it is the company's responsibility, the company will be held liable to guarantee a job stability for the employee that remains for more than 15 days on leave. The company will continue paying labor rights while the employee is on leave. If the employee dies, the company may have a direct responsibility to indemnify their families if they get the virus at work. Okay, so this is what's being discussed. So, and this all started because we had a provision in the specific laws for the, the coronavirus that said that it would not be considered as an occupational disease. But this provision was canceled by the Brazilian Supreme Court. So that's where everything started. 
the understanding that we have now is that there are some provisions in our social security laws that say that whenever we have a pandemic or an endemic, this disease will not be considered as a work-related disease. But we have already decisions in our courts in cases where the companies did not take any caution to protect its employees, in which the judges said, no, no, hold on a second, you didn't do anything. So you're held liable for this disease and whatever happens to your employees. So our recommendation to our clients now is, well, this is still uncertain. We don't know how the judges are going to react. So what you have to do is be careful and take all the necessary cautions, health-related cautions for sure, to avoid this kind of problems. To give you an idea, the labor ministry has issued some guidelines here in Brazil for companies. So keep a safe distance among the employees' working space. Put alcohol gel everywhere. Have some cautions on whenever the employees are going to, wherever they're going to eat, how they're going to go to work. So these are a few of the guidelines and things that companies are looking for now. They are also, that's not mandatory, but companies are starting to hire infectologists so they could track the way that the virus would take inside the company to avoid any contaminations. And also the most important thing, to protect the employee's health and to use it if they are questioned, right? So, and we see it that it will probably generate a few uh, changes in the way that the companies proceed from now on. So we see that companies are going to have new protection equipment to be disclosed to their employees. Companies are, will start to improve their health and safety departments. But this is the, the main discussion that we have now in Brazil. So yeah, very interesting. And again, it sounds a lot like what other parts of the world are here in the U.S., for example, it's summer. And people want to go to the beach in the summertime. And we've all been to the beach and we all have our vision of what the beach is like. And, you know, the notion of having a mask on at the beach is just not something that's going to work for most people. But yet, you know, people are trying to figure out what the post-crisis procedures will be. So let's talk about, optimistically, let's talk about the post-crisis in Brazil and what's been discussed on ways to manage through the post-crisis. What are some of the things that we see? And I'd also love to get your perspective on, on your law firm and what you folks are doing as you start moving through stuff. Well, most of the things I'm going to talk about are based on the law firm effect, because, you know, uh, for mainly for firms here in Brazil, the home office, there was a, a little bit of a resistance on implementing a home office system for the employees and for the lawyers. We always thought that the day-to-day -day relationship and contact and exchange of information helps a lot our work. But considering the situation in which we were forced to work from home, everybody got aware that it's doable. It's possible to have employees from a firm working from home. And what we're doing now, we're doing an exercise on how to proceed. So, and also, I would say that we're trying to somehow foresee the future and see what's gonna change, mainly for our clients. Our clients ask a lot, okay, what's gonna happen? What do you think is gonna change? What we see, and I believe you are familiar with that because everybody's talking about it, is that, first of all, recruitment is gonna change. 
you don't need to recruit someone from your city anymore or even your country. So it's easy for you to recruit people in other countries working for you, sometimes reducing costs, okay? And also reducing costs with relocation. And this brings another aspect. Immigration is going to change. You will not, in some cases, of course, not all of them, but in some cases, you will not need to go through all the visa bureaucracy to hire someone. You can keep that person working for a U.S. company, for instance. You may hire someone that will continue working in Brazil, in Africa, or in Asia, and they will remain there. Okay? So it will be much easier, I believe. And it will be easier to find talents also. At the same time, competition will increase for sure for them. But this will certainly reduce costs mainly whenever we talk about transfer costs. And I understand you've got quite a few people in your law firm, about 500 people. I think I was talking to one of your colleagues last week and they said, yeah, we had two days to figure out how we were going to move everybody out of the office and 500 people in multiple offices. And not only did you get it done, but it also really demonstrated how resilient people can be when they don't really have much choice. And I thought yeah. that, that was commendable. Yeah. In fact, we have 700 people. So uh, yes, we have to do everything two days. And then the logistics was amazing. And it brings another point also of concern because as for firms, the home office is not common. As everybody's working from home now, there is an, an infrastructure issue here. How to do, because here in Brazil, according to the legislation, if you break your leg at home, but you're in a home office system, it may be considered as a work accident and the company may be held liable for that. Okay. So what to do in these cases? Also, if you work in your couch and you work for several years in a position that is not ergonomically good for you and you get some kind of disease or health problem, the company is liable for that too. So we had to run to guarantee that everybody would have the minimum necessary for them to work from home. And this is something that the companies will have to look for from now on. As they see that they will save money by keeping people working from home, they save money with real estate lease and everything. At the same time, they will have to look for the infrastructure of the employees working from home. So do they have the right chair? The monitor is in the right position. Will the way he works in any way impact their health? There is a confidentiality and information protection issue also, because you need to rule that no one will be able to access the, the company's computer while you're at home. So your son will not be able to use it and install anything he wants in the company's computer. Okay, so this is what's starting to get discussed here in Brazil and also the expenses. That's the, the most important point here because according to the Brazilian law, you have to pay the expenses that the employee will have while working for you, even from home. So you have to pay the internet, you have to pay for the light, for everything. So how to proceed in these cases? And our recommendation is basically put it in writing, agree with the employee, all these points to avoid problems in the future. And the last problem and the main one is how to control the employees' working schedules. Even now, the employees are working from home, the children are at home, so employees are usually saying, well, I cannot work at the regular business hours, so I have to start working, stop a little bit to talk with my son or my daughter, and then I start working again. So 
they're working overtime. So what to do with that? How to control? And it's difficult to control, right? I so, actually heard the chairman of the board just scream out in the background. Yeah, you're, you're my little boss. Chair. Yeah, the little boss. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, but what we have, what is good in, in our legislation is that you may consider people that are working from home because it's so difficult to control their working schedule as exempt from working hours control and exempt from overtime. So that's good for the employees. They may work whenever they want. Okay. And there are some crazy people that will only work at night while they should be working at day. But anyway, that's part of the game. But that's very good for them. And there is also a good point for the companies that there is a reduction on overtime payment. So everybody gets happy with that, right? Very true. Very true. Well, as always, Renato, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. I'm glad you and your family are doing well. And we always appreciate your insights. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on what's going on in Brazil. We wish you folks down there the best of luck, as especially as we move into different time of the year and challenges that may come with that as well. So I'm glad everybody's well down there. Thanks for participating today. Thank you, Pete. Take care. It was very good talking to you. For our listeners who'd like to connect with Renato Canazares from Demarest in Brazil or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page. Click on the drop-down box. There you can reach them by email or phone. You can also sign up for other invitations to upcoming webinars, download white papers, access our podcast, or reach out and use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.